says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? I don't think you should be doing too much gambling tonight, Alan. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. That's right. Fantasy football is not gambling if you know you're going to win. And uh, one of the big things is if you're listening to the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast, you do increase your chances on winning your leagues, your DFS, your long-term dynasty values, all that jazz. Just your absolutely... Super Smash Brothers, Tom, today. You know, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> finally beat Mario today. Yeah, that's what's up. I'm, I'm trying. It's the Mario with the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. <laughs> Look. Uh, I'm gonna take it, especially as an Italian man. I'm your host with the most time on his hands. I'm Thomas Tipple FF. Down below this time, it's Jacob Sanderson FF. Or sorry, RT. Oh my God! I have a Twitter handle. You do have a Twitter handle, and yeah, to my right now, it, you, you guys flipped it on me. Now I'm messed all messed up. It's Big <laughs> Billy FF over here. Uh, that's FF underscore RTDB. I know how to do my job here. Uh, look, Jacob did a great job filling in last week. There are only a, a few technical. Look, if you guys saw the board that Jacob has to fight through to click all the right buttons at all the right places uh you'd understand the snafus but don't worry we're here today we're back we're at it we're going look uh one thing we like to do is really quickly go through news like today you're gonna feel like the show is running at maximum speed because it has to because our mate uh is gonna be ontario smith uh today (laughs) wow thank you for that billy uh i feel attacked me and my people feel attacked um you have a, a Minnesota Vikings esque boat cruise to go to, so we gotta we gotta rip that, through this pretty that's quick. Tomorrow, tonight is just my roommate's birthday, so oh, shout okay. out to Lindsay. Well then, all right, uh, Lindsay, shout if out to you're Lindsay. watching. There's there's no chance she's watching, but she might be able to hear me. Uh, it's her <laughs> birthday out. today, uh, so we're gonna go and you know get mildly sauced tonight, and then tomorrow there there's a go. boat cruise, which is right. the bougiest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. So um, <laughs> so basically, Big. the game plan is you're gonna be mildly hungover tomorrow. I'm going to brush off. I'm going to get ready for the DFS show. Then I'm going to go get drunk on a boat, and then I'll be able to nurse my hangover and watch football all day Sunday. So there we go. What more Perfect. could you ask for in the world? That, Sounds that's like a good setting. weekend. That's oh, a, yeah. It's yeah. the best. And it starts FTDP, right now with you guys. Exactly. An FTDP-approved weekend, 100%. Look, we like to blast through the news, um, but there's so freaking much of it. Uh, I'm just going to answer for all of us. We we care about it all, right? There's so many injuries, so many injuries coming out this week, especially late in the week, whether it's COVID. Now, you know, the, the Lions running backs are going to be smashes against Baltimore yeah. because their entire defensive line is on the COVID <laughs> list. Look, the I way we all that, kind of, Mario. Yeah, not great. Um, but we're still going to win. Um, look, Your commitment to the accent is really, it's really fluctuating. <laughs> Look, uh, try not to insult all my people. So basically <laughs> it goes like this. We all decided we can't, we got in a group and we decided how we're going to talk about it. So when it comes to injuries, uh, if your star players are hurt, like don't play them. If your star players are healthy, you play them. If your star players are hurt and you want to know who you to play, play their backups. Like that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at right now. There's just so much of it. We don't want to sit here for 40 minutes and talk about it because we can't and uh there's been so much talk on the bird app and all over and so many great places uh that you can get all the info that's not what we're here to give you so do we give a shit this week fellas yeah we give a shit um but outside of that we're gonna move right in because like i we're said we're not gonna talk about royce freeman season no we're not gonna talk about royce freeman season we're oh, not darn. gonna talk about chuba hubbard our we're viewers not just talk got about... cut in half everybody really likes royce Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, but uh, yeah. I'm not sorry to see Royce Freeman truthers uh, walk out the door. I'll be honest. Look, we're going to get into Billy Stack Corner <laughs> when we come back. If you haven't played Billy Stack Corner, I'm going to go over it uh, with everyone, and Jacob and I are going to try to become victorious uh, in this task. Okay, so sit tight. We're going to come back. It'll only be a couple seconds here, uh, not like eight or nine, like Jacob said. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, if you're new to the show and you haven't seen it before, uh, our man over here, now to my right, not down below, Billy is our stats finder. He always finds these weird, tricky ways to involve MVS other players no one should really care about in these stats. And I got to tell you, if you can tell by the record, Billy's at 10. Us jobbers are at four. Uh, we needed Matt Kelly to help us with one. Uh, like, it, 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 
look, it's these questions are not for the faint of heart in trivia. So this is how it works. Me, Jacob, have about 10 minutes, roughly. Going to be a little shorter today. We're going to rush through it. We got about We're just going to get them right away. It's going to take us 30 seconds. It's going to be bang, bang, right? bang. Exactly. We need three answers out of this. We get three strikes and one hint. So, Billy, kick us off. You and your Brandon Cooks with General Mills in the background. I'm loving that background still. Uh, kick us <laughs> off here on Billy's Stack Corner. What do you have for us and the people today? All right. We're... We're uh, working off a small sample size, only being through two weeks, but I still Drew, think it's Drew sample. I, I Drew sample <laughs> is number one. Uh, no, but out of this small sample size, I found a kind of a decent, kind of a decent stat that I enjoy. Okay. So, okay. out of the players with me. at least fifteen targets, so a good amount of targets, they're being used right. a lot. All right, about seven and a half targets per game on average. Who? currently leads the league in average depth of target. Hmm. So looking at what like a dot. Yep. And I'll tell you right now they're all wide receivers. So no no freaking tight Darren Waller pick here. Okay. Okay. Average depth of target, eh? With 15 uh, targets. Um, well I don't think that Marquez Valdescaling has 15 targets. So I don't think we have to worry about his bum ass. I think he has five. No. Uh, um, no, he does. He has he had six in the first game, actually. Yeah. So does this count last night's game? Because if it counts last night's game, I guess no. The, this is not counting last night's game. Okay. 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 So, so this is targets. just oh, one actually, and two. What a stud! So fi- fifteen targets. That's actually a pretty hefty number. Right. Uh, so let's see here. And that's definitely who's target. Some, that's not perfect. Who's getting some deep routes, but also getting a lot of targets? Coop. Cooper uh, Cup, perhaps? No, his ADOTs. I actually looked at Cooper Cup's ADOT today for my DFS piece, and it's not actually that high. It's like 8.2 okay. or something. Um, Average at the target with 15 targets. Um, man, would Cortland Sutton count? No, he didn't have, he doesn't yes. have 15 targets. Yeah, he yeah, have 15 he, targets. Uh, he had two he in the first week. He had three in the first week. I'm pretty sure he at least had 12 in the second week. Okay, do you I mean, want to roll Cortland Sutton pick one? Yeah, he has more air yards total than Jimmy Garoppolo on the season. Right. Okay. So we're gonna go Cortland Sutton. First I like answer. I like Sutton. Cortland Sutton is number one with That's a hefty up. lead oh. over number two. Yes. yes, Cortland Sutton is dominant. Also, everyone, if you're leaving Wait. comments for whatever reason, uh, the 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 system here is not allowing me to put him in here. So I apologize for that. But we're gonna try to figure that out before we go. So we got Sutton. Yeah, got two uh, more. Who else? Do Marvin Jones might be possible because Lawrence is throwing super deep to both and Jones deep. and Shark. I don't think Shark has fifteen. He only had four in the second game, and I'm not sure that he hit eleven in game one. But I'm, I'm pretty sure Jones is at fifteen. Shark uh, might be at fifteen yeah, too. Jones. To be honest, like Shark for sure had four game. No, yeah, he did because he had the he had the twenty five percent catch rate in game one. Mm-hmm. He had twelve targets game one, four targets game two, and somehow he only has four catches. I think Chark's ADOT's actually higher than Jones's, so I'm gonna guess Chark. But if, if he's wrong, I, I wouldn't be surpri- I wouldn't be against going with Jones either. I okay, let's double up in really Jacksonville. Bad. So we're gonna go DJ Chark first. Yeah, DJ Chark is not on the list. Oh, he did oh, not okay. Okay. make That's fine. the cut. So then this next one's gonna be real quick. We're gonna go Marvin Jones. Let's try Jones. Let's try Jones. It has to be Marvin Jones. Chucking it deep. Also did not make the list. No. I, I can get reasons why they did it because Marvin Jones did have a rather high uh, average depth of target. DJ Chark was around that range, but he just barely missed the list with number three. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Okay, okay so we'll take our hint. We'll take our hint. We got one more yeah, strike. Yeah, like a hint. That's All right, Jaguars ruining everything. The, Constantly ruining everything. The remaining like players. Career are both playing in the Northern United States. Northern United States. Oh, you know who actually might be a, uh, an answer? Um, the well, actually, United I have States. two what options. So I think I think that Jefferson okay. might be an option. I also think KJ Osborne might be an option. Um, Does he, oh, he has 15 targets? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's getting a lot of targets. Um, okay, which which Vikings options. receiver do you want to hang your hat on on this third? Story? Well, let's think about a couple others too. Uh, I think that I, you are on your last pick. I think Devonta Smith also might be kind of in the mix here. Um, 
And then I'm trying to think of other northern states. Certainly not anybody in New England. Mac Christian, Jones, I don't think it's Christian thrown Kirk have 15 targets? Or no, Rondell Moore, south. maybe? If y'all have any questions of what I consider in northern northern, states, since I know you're from I can guarantee that Arizona is not a northern state. Right, 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 right. If you have any questions of what I consider northern, let me know. So if I'm thinking northern, right, so it's like Green Bay. I don't think it's Green Bay because Adams would be the only one that would even come close to that. Um, I don't think it's anyone from Chicago because Dalton didn't throw the ball downfield at all the first week. his is one of the worst. Um, Then... I don't think it's anyone in Detroit. They don't have any wide receivers with 15 targets. Uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. That's potentially that. That could. That's be a, a northern well. state. Does that's northwest. Have... Yeah, yeah. It could be Tyler Lockett. It could be Tyler Lockett. Um, hmm. I, oh, I'm, I'm okay with Tyler Lockett. Lockett I'm okay with Smith. Bombs. I'm okay with either of the Minnesota guys. Okay, I'll take I'll take the heat for this one, but I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. All right, he's just been it, absolutely I'm boiling right out. Tyler Lockett is number two. Yes. Let's go. Good, the list. Good guess. Let's go. One more. One more. One more. One more. Okay. Rocking okay. the most targets out of anyone on this list. I know. He's unbelievable know. this year. He's crushing. And I faded him like crazy. I, I can not wait for him to goose in week three. No, Billy. Week just, four. Billy, like, Tyler, I don't even care that I lost that Billy's, uh, that RD, R, people VRTDB, because Lockett is, is clearly winning it for me in the actual. Yeah. Yeah, he did this exactly. last year, too. <laughs> Doesn't, okay. Yeah. What do you mean we he did this one last more. year? Finishes a wide receiver one. Yes, he did. <laughs> do we? Do we want to go? Uh, is there someone on Tampa? No, Tampa South. That's, that's South. Um, I think we're looking at either you, Philly or Minnesota. Or okay, I'd rather probably I'd not rather Baltimore. Ride with a, a Vikings. I'd rather ride with the Vikings wide receiver. Do you want Osborne or Jefferson? I think I. It's. I think tough, I want Jefferson. You want Jefferson? Okay, we're do. gonna ride Justin Jefferson for our last one, so we can move on here. Yo, we're so close. It's Osborne. It's not it's Osborne. Osborne. It's Devonta oh. Smith. Ah! Oh, Writing out 15 it. targets and a 15.8 yard per or average depth of targets. That's crazy. Talk, I yeah. Know high. I'm surprised I knew. I, if he connects damn. on some of those, we're talking if, about If it. y'all oh, were – I talked about this in my week in review. Jalen Hurts is yucking the ball. Yeah. He is moving that thing oh, downfield. All right. Well, I as we do, we got to give. Trust it. We've got to. We've. I didn't trust it either. So damn. Oh well. Uh, we got to. We got to give him his tick, as you see down here. Jobbers five, Billy ten. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, you clicked the wrong tick. You clicked the wrong part on the board. You gave us I the didn't. point. It's eleven four. Oh, so I'm Billy, four. not Jobbers. There we go. Billy, eleven <laughs> four. Yeah. Eleven for Billy and four for the Jobbers. I really tried to slide that one past. It didn't work. Look, yeah, we come not back, quick we're enough. Get into the heart of the whole thing, and we're going to get into our threes company bits. This is where part of the show where you are going to get some key information uh, for the upcoming games uh, and, uh, you know, for your dynasty season. So come back. We're going to chat it up. Be a good time. Okay, this is Three's Company. This is probably a, a theme that dates pretty much everyone watching. Uh, dates all of us, but, you know, Billy came up with it. So shout out I, always, to I thought this theme was I, just about having here. sex with multiple other people at the same time. I wasn't even <laughs> referencing the show. Oh, so you were okay, just referencing well, your okay. Friday Night Swinging? No, nah, Three's Maybe Company just, is just a phrase. It's Maybe week I'm three. Just, I, just look, I just put the word in there. All right, so I thought it was super creative, and Billy did our classic full tilt dynasty level of creation. Uh, so guess what? We have some threes company down here uh, in in the corners. So whatever, we're rolling with it. Uh, look, this is the way it's gonna work. First bit here, we're gonna call triple threat. Mm. Um, look, all these players should fit uh, this criteria. All three of them have to be on the same team. Two of them. Yeah are very, very good for fantasy, but you think they'd be great for fantasy if the third was no longer there. Uh, I'm going to, it's your bit here, Billy. I'm going to open up with you. Who is your triple threat? I think you're mixing your words up. This one's the threes company, but (laughs) in the situation where I think there's kind of these players where there's two really good players and three decent players, but if that third guy just disappeared... We just have two really, really, really great 
fantasy players. And for me, it's the San Francisco pass catchers. So I'm specifically looking at Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and the husk of Brandon Ayuk. Oh, God. So I don't want to talk about I'll, it, I'll it's extremely infuriating. But <laughs> uh, but a, a bit sucks when we have the overlay because and then it just screws up the entire show. <laughs> yeah, I look like I gotta like can't leave my head's on a table. Um but like looking at the San Francisco pass catchers, there's now this weird situation. And it's kind of existed the last year, ever since IU came in, where only two of them can produce at a time. And that's just the way it works in San Francisco. I don't know if it's something to do with, with scheme or if it's something to do with not enough of the pie to go around. But Debo Samuel historically had the worst average depth of target in the league last year. And now he has one of the deeper A dots in the league. Like he's now moving into this role that Brandon Ayuk was filling this stretcher where he got open, great separation. And now we're looking at these three extremely viable fantasy assets. I know Kittle has been disappointing, but I mean, come on, he's fucking George Kittle, but these three extremely viable fantasy assets where, you know what, if just one of them was gone, I think we'd have two wider, two players that are pushing to be number one at their position, their respective positions with how much yardage is going to be going through that offense, the scoring opportunities and with a weakening running back core. So my threes company pick is going to be the San Francisco pass catchers. All right. That's not bad. That's true facts. Does that hurt your feelings, Jacob? Hearing all this it hurts my feelings. My, my, I don't have any feelings left. Uh, the <laughs> first two weeks of the San Francisco offense, I mean, like I, Ayuk is he was like pro- half a backup in week one. He's playing running more <laughs> routes now. For whatever reason, they just refused to not have Mohamed Sanu playing out of the slot. So they like Shurfield so much that I don't know why they can't just play him and Ayuk and Debo and kick Mohamed Sanu's bum ass out of there. It's frustrating, man. I'm I'm not even emotion. I'm not emotionally prepared to watch. San Francisco Island game on Sunday night. That's going to be torture. Um, it's the just, slack will be bumping. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I'm rooting for right now is San Francisco is for Jimmy Garoppolo to either just start chucking a lot of picks and lose his job, or I don't know, just get injured or something. That's the one injury I'm oh actively God. rooting for is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, uh, nothing. I I just like that's rough. I, I mean, like I said, Cortland Sutton has more air yards than Jimmy Garoppolo total. So, mm. like, if if you have a quarterback who has wide receivers that are getting more error yards than you. I'm, I don't have a lot of faith that they can even support two weapons in this offense right now with the way that he's running it. They're, they keep bringing in other people and involving them, so it's not as consolidated as you'd hope. It's just it's just a total mess right now. I, I hope that Lance comes in sooner than later and things start to improve a little bit at that point, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit of a fantasy nightmare. To me, Like I, I think Debo's obviously, you know, if you have to start one this week, you're starting Debo, but to me, in, in seasonal, he's still quite a sell because I, I just think that... The way he's entirely monopolized everything, um, it's probably not going to be sustainable. I mean, he he's Kittle's done nothing, and Ayuk has done less than nothing. So I, you know, even even if Debo does remain the number one option for the rest of the season, I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as we've seen, uh, and and it's a little scary for the for everyone here. Right? No, I know, I know. I just had to get your opinion on that one. Uh, look, so- I'm going to go real quick. For me, uh, it's it's the Panthers wide receivers. Two of them are fantastic, and one of them is dog water. Uh, DJ Moore, clearly the the one on that team, mm-hmm. and Terrace Marshall is already passing Robbie Anderson altogether. But yet they still oh, yeah. tried to scheme Robbie and like they schemed him clearly a couple of short targets that would be better suited in in Christian McCaffrey pre injury last night, and obviously in DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall's hands. Like uh, Donald likes Marshall. They gave Robbie Anderson a contract extension just to like kind of yeah, bury him. Woof, hey, like what was Behind the point? Yeah, what a bad I extension. I mean, why, why wouldn't they Terrible. just why wouldn't they just see what the offense looks like first and then yes. give him the contract extension? I mean, like I, I, I can't imagine that today they would want to hand that contract extension out. Outside outside of the one play for Robbie Anderson this year, he's given you Jack Squat. He belongs on your bench. Um, in some cases, he belongs on your waiver wire, uh, on, on teams that aren't deep. Uh He's he's 
definitely the weak link on that team, and he's gonna he's gonna do better. Oh, we we had a hat change for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I wasn't gonna I, mention it, but that really cracked me up. No, like so I, I I went for I went for a little run, uh, and I'd already showered this morning, and then I was like, all right, I didn't get that sweaty because I just went for like a very light jog. Uh, and I was like, I'm then I'm going out afterwards. I was like, I'm gonna try and keep this hair nice. I'm gonna put some pride in it. It was driving me absolutely freaking crazy. <laughs> so I'm just putting the hat on. I love and it. I have to shower Look, after the show. There's so not a whole lot I can. There's not a whole lot more that I can say about the Panthers wide receiver core that I haven't been screaming about for the last couple of weeks. But anytime you have the opportunity to get more targets for Terrace Marshall and DJ Moore, and then yeah. everyone else, like Arnold is a better option than Robbie Anderson in this offense because. Darnold is throwing to Arnold uh, more than he's throwing to Robbie Anderson. Get him out of there, and everyone would be better off for it. Uh, Jacob, who do you got here real quick? I think I know how this one's going to go. but For for me, it's the Titans. Uh, I I think that last week could have been an exception, right? Like I think that if everything broke totally right and they didn't steal Julio's touchdown out of his cold, dead hands. uh, That's weird. Just a miscarriage of justice. And then, you know, if A.J. Brown actually caught the balls that were thrown to him, maybe everything kind of falls right. But the biggest reason for this is just the the way that they're playing is very different. Last year and and in both years that Arthur Smith had been at the helm of this Titans offense, they were one of the fastest pace teams in the NFL. They were third in pace last year, situation neutral pace. This year, they're all the way down to 26th. That is in keeping with what Todd Downing has done in his other stops as an offensive coordinator. And that's a pretty significant downgrade. I, I still think that this theme will have games like they did in Seattle where things explode because they're chasing points and then they have to go into hurry up. But I don't think that that's going to be their base setting any longer. And so I think most weeks you're going to see one of A.J. Brown or Julio lose out or you know maybe if they have to lean on the pass more, maybe it's Henry the one that, that loses out in that particular week. But I just remember weeks last year when everything was totally clicking it seemed like there were occasionally weeks that Henry and Brown and Davis could all hit. If, if they're running at a slower pace, I don't think that's going to be the case uh, this year. I'm not really worried about any one of them in particular. I mean, Henry obviously looked like a monster last week. He's catching passes now, so that's a game changer. Julio looked as spry as he ever has last week. A.J. Brown is fine. He still led the team in targets yeah. last week. He still led the team in routes. He had a couple bad drops. It's not going to happen every week. So I'm not really worried about any of them overall. I just think each week, uh, you're going to probably see one of them that's that's going to be a disappointment, and you're not necessarily going to be 100% sure who that is going in. I'm so excited for the drops narrative to be hitting A.J. Brown this offseason. I mean, like, really like he's had drop issues for a while. It's just no, no one really notices uh, because because normally he has a drop, and the next play he catches it, and then he trucks two Baltimore defenders into the end zone, yeah. and then everybody forgets about the drop that he just had. Yeah. You know, last week – Or like right, he pushes off the happen. end zone, He had a couple drops. Separation. And then all and of a sudden it's 343 it. and, and it looks bad, but I, I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not that worried. Like there, I'm, there's no reason to be worried about Brown. I think so far he's led the team in targets, no. both games. He's led the team in air yards, both games. He's fine. Did he out target Julio last week? Yeah, I don't think he did. he did. Yes, he did. Okay. Look, I think Julio and AJ Brown are going to be safe for your fancy teams, no matter what, because at worst Julio Jones getting five receptions is probably leading you to 75 yards and five receptions a week for Julio seems pretty pretty easy peasy and then aj brown's gonna aj brown was always kind of relying on the yak yards right like that was always his game catch the ball break a billion tackles and score so i don't think any of those roles are going to change i think it comes down to Tannehill, and and i i'm yeah really he sad needs to I be better Tannehill him. looked a lot better last week for sure he yeah. did like, he did and one, they're gonna run the play like action totally, he this like week Miami, i think Tannehill. this week i think uh the receivers and Tannehill are not going to be great because the Colts just look not great right now, and Derrick Henry is going to get 45 carries and run the game out. So, uh, rip to your Indianapolis Carson, Colts. Look, we're going to move on to the next one. Out there, he, he threw the kitchen sink at his ankle, so now now it's functioning enough. To exactly. Play. So I did screw the last one. First one was three company. I'll take the L on that. This one is a triple threat. <laughs> three players from a single team that you that you be that will be fantasy viable throughout the year. Uh, this should be players that weren't drafted uh, as high-end players, but are clear highlights on their team for fantasy. Uh, look, uh, I'm going to start with uh, let's start with Jacob here. Well, I'm wearing black on one right team now. That weren't... Yeah, I'm going to pull in this cup here, which is silver. 
because I'm going to talk yeah. about the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr, man, he's he's playing like it's like 2015. He's slinging mm-hmm. it all over the lot. He's Eat leading ball. the NFL in passing yards. The, the Raiders are fifth in the NFL in neutral situation pass rate. John Gruden has finally stopped pounding the ball inside on second and 10. Uh, maybe not having Josh Jacobs and being forced to, to use Peyton Barber as your primary early down rusher makes you want to pass more. I know it would have that effect yeah. on me. <laughs> um, but the team is stepping up, man. I mean, obviously this offense is going to run through Darren Waller. And everyone knew yes. that Darren Waller was going to be a stud. However, I don't think people realize that we might get more than one fantasy viable Raider this year. I think Derek Carr is eking his way into every week streamer conversation and one QB really solid option every week and super flex and two QB and maybe not both these guys every week, probably not both these guys every week. But I think if this offense continues the way it's done, one of Ruggs or Edwards is going to be a fantasy viable option every single week. We saw Ruggs uh, getting downfield targets in both games. He had a really, really nice touchdown against Pittsburgh. Brian Edwards now has two touchdowns that have been called back, one on review and one for penalty um, yeah. that have been caked, uh, that have made his start not quite as great as it seems. But both these guys have been trusted in high leverage situations. Defense is always going to be locked onto Waller. The question is, you know, if they're going to throw a Waller 30% of the time, are they going to pass enough? for anybody else to have viability. It seems like if they're passing a lot more, yes. Yeah. I think that they will actually have some viability for, for Edwards and rugs. And I'm excited to see Carr have this opportunity to keep slinging it on a team that beat each of the teams that beat the last two competitors in the AFC championship game. Right? Like that's no joke. I mean, the, the Ravens went out and beat uh, the chiefs, the Steelers beat the bills. The Raiders beat both of those teams. So I think those are two real impressive wins. I'm buying and it on thing, Derek Carr. Yeah, you have to. The, the, okay, the the I just want to talk about one play specifically. We, uh, Billy, you talk about this uh, more than anyone on the show about how Rugs was used at Alabama is not the deep ball guy. The play yes. he made against the Steelers, where Derek Carr threw that deep ball touchdown to Henry Ruggs before Ruggs got past the safety. Mm-hmm. He just went, "Fuck it, throw it." And if that, if we're gonna get the Rich Gannon style offense <laughs> from the Raiders. I want to watch Raiders games. I am going to be sad when Josh Hayes comes back. But look, Gruden can say that establishing the run over the last two or three years is the reason why Carr can throw deep now. It's all part of his master mm. plan. I- I'm going to go next here. Three players at the same sorry. time. The thing with Carr is he's always been a good deep passer. He just refuses to do it. But whenever <laughs> he throws deep, like he- no, but if you look at his career, he's always been like in the top 10 in deep pass efficiency, but he's always been yeah. near the bottom in deep pass propensity. So yeah. I think like eventually Why they brought in Antonio Brown. Them. like it's time to actually throw deep oh god yeah no i agree look my three players none of these players are really drafted high uh but and one of them hasn't even played yet but uh he's gonna be and for me of course it's baltimore it's tyson williams hollywood brown and rashad bateman um mark andrews doesn't have a single target inside the 10 uh that's odd for him bizarre and Josh bateman's Oliver gonna does. come in latavius murray baby Part of my, that's part of my point here is that they're looking for an end zone option. It looks like right now, Mark Andrews is being taken away the last every, every week, the first two weeks teams are just shutting him down and making Lamar Jackson go elsewhere. And as I wrote about in the off season, Hollywood Brown has been fine, even though they drafted receivers and brought in a free agent, two things I said that would happen. Hollywood Brown's playing out of his mind, not totally sustainable as always, but Bateman was drafted to be an alpha type wide receiver. And as Jacob mentioned in our Slack channel before, he's probably going to come in and take on that number one role, probably week eight, week nine, he'll get there. He's going to be touchdown viable every week. He's going to be the player that you're going to need him to score, but he should score. And for where you drafted him in startups and in redraft, he's going to pay off in that way. I think Hollywood Brown could actually finish as a wide receiver too this year, given with how, uh, the Baltimore defense is just giving up points like crazy. And of course, Tyson Williams is absolutely balling out. If he can learn how to hold on to the freaking football, I think he would get more clutch goal line scenarios. Mm. He's getting opportunities every week. He had the fumble and Duvernay saved him and, and he, he's getting opportunities, but he, he's got to hold on to the football. So the Ravens have three players. That'll be fantasy viable, not named Lamar Jackson moving forward in the season. And you got them all relatively cheap. Ooh. 
uh, for their production. Billy, you're up. All right. I'm looking forward to this one because this is a group that I've been kind of hammering a little bit. And you know what? I've talked a lot of trash about this wide receiver group. Um, I will be the first to admit I, I'm someone who's very glad to admit when they're wrong. Um, I'll be the first to admit I was wrong about the rookie in this wide receiver group. I was hype about the rookie that was in this wide receiver group last year, and he looked kind of rough. But you know what? He's starting to look better. And that is because I'm taking the Philadelphia wide receiver group Woo! along with Jalen Hurts. Because boy, oh boy, are they fun to watch. Look, I, I've talked about this on the review. I've talked about this previously. Jalen Hurts looks like a guy who they told him he has the job for the next 10 years. Like, he he looks like – he does not look like these rookie QBs that you bring in and they're like, I just want to not be the reason we lose. He's out there <laughs> chucking the ball down the he's, field. He's playing he's, to keep his job. Yeah, he's airing it out to Jalen Rager, who has looked – significantly better this year. Yeah, I think he stays in bounds. Yeah. I, I think people have forgotten like the upper level speed that Jalen Rager showed at TCU. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, they brought in a Heisman winner at wide receiver. Like this is a very, very, very exciting setup in Philadelphia. And I think not just for dynasty, but for redraft as well, I'm taking everyone here. Like this is yeah. so good. And the tight ends are out. We don't care about the tight ends anymore. Like it's just Wentz is gone, baby. That's not it's it's just yeah, the tight end circle is passes. Jalen Hurts, yeah. baby. Jalen, he didn't throw a touchdown last week. If you want to know, if you want to know why the tight end role is changing this offense, Jack fucking Doyle got eight targets last week. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. That's the tight end targets went. Just, just, just something worth noting. Doyle. Jalen Hurts didn't throw a touchdown last week. And had 20 fantasy points. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. is who That's this guy Sam is. Darnold level. Hey, it, Sam it, Darnold didn't throw a touchdown <laughs> last night, but he ran in for two and scored what? 24? That's what's up. Like that. Darnold, like baby. That. I'm going to keep pumping it. it. Let's go. If so Jalen Hurts starts scoring, which I'm sure he will, boy, oh boy, is that, ex yeah. is that just an exciting situation overall? 100%. Okay, boys, let's rip through this last one. The three ring circus. Uh, opposite of the last one, a trio of fantasy players drafted to be relevant that you don't want any part of. I'm gonna take, kick it off here. I kind of, I kind of dove a little bottom of the barrel to to make this one happen because I don't think these running backs were taken high, but I don't think they should have really been taken at all. It's uh, it's three players on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers: Mike Evans, Ronald Jones, and Fournette. Um, I don't want Mike Evans in Dynasty uh, at all. I mean, we uh, we had. Matt Kelly on the show, and we all kind of talked about how he was an absolute outlier in fantasy for what he needs to be mm -hmm. successful. Maybe now with Brown on the COVID list, he's probably going to go out there, get a couple more targets at the one-yard line and score. But he's basically a, a fullback's version of a wide receiver, right? I think that's kind of what you're looking at. Will he hit 1,000 yards this year? Maybe. I don't think so. I think uh, Antonio Brown has a better chance of hitting 1,000 yards. But will Mike Evans have 10 touchdowns? Probably. Eventually, Gronk won't score two a week. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the running game in Tampa is an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, Fournette, Bernard, and and Rojo. I think I'm back in on Letty. I'm back in on Letty. You'll see when we get to the picks. <laughs> uh, I just saw that's that. that's fine <laughs> for where he is. Like, that's fine. But, like, I, I don't want to play him in, in lineups that that I, I need to win. Like he's, he's not even a fourth, fifth option for me. He's not someone I'm going to target. I don't think he finishes, you know, even as a top 24 running back because anything can happen. And then all of a sudden Rojo's in the game or Bernard's in the game, or maybe they'll try to get Keyshawn uh, Vaughn uh, a rep or two. I, I just don't, do I don't care about Bruce Arians running backs. I don't want to play them. I don't want anything to do with them. And I think they were still all drafted way too high. Uh, Billy. Yeah. My three ring circus. It hurts because these yeah. are three players I love. Yeah. And that is every single wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I couldn't disagree more on this take. I, I understand. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, I think Lawrence is going to come around. I think he's been struggling a little bit the first couple weeks. 
But right now, it's a situation where for the rest of this year, oh no, my monitor did its thing again. I hate again? this fucking monitor. You gotta, gotta monitor that out. monitor, man. My my HDMI cable is just like like a tenth of an inch long enough. So like if I hit my desk hard enough, it disconnects. That's, that, that's what she said. Yeah. Um, but besides the point. Um just a tenth of an inch long enough. But oh god. Like I, I love LaVisca Chanel. I really, really like DJ Chark. I've soured on that a little bit the last season or two. But for the most part, I loved his talent. I loved him coming out. And I love Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is one of my f- favorite players in the league. He's just fun. And he's he's this player who, regardless of age, he's still producing. And now he's doing so every single week. It's just fun. But now we're in a situation where their offense looks atrocious. Their team looks atrocious. Yeah. And they need... Urban Meyer, baby. They need to build that offense around them. And now they're losing LaVisca Chenault for a couple weeks. DJ Chark can't seem to catch a ball. I thought he was ruled out. I might be wrong on that. No, he's playing. Okay. LaVisca Chenault is banked up. Uh, DJ Chark can't seem to catch a ball. Marvin Jones looks exciting. But I think there's now the situation where we're going to get boom weeks from these players, but we're not going to know who it is any given week. We can hope that Marvin Jones is going to keep up this wide receiver two on the season pace. I don't think he's going to. I think we're going to start running into DJ Chark is going to have a week where he catches, you know, six for a hundred and one or two. LaVisca Chenault is going to have those weeks, which that's a good thing to happen. But in the weeks where that is not happening, those players are bottom of the barrel. And I know we have this discussion with people versus RTB. DB last week or a couple weeks ago, but it needs to, we need to have this level where we can rely on these players as consistent producers. And I don't think we're getting that in this offense. And unless Lawrence takes a big step forward in year one so far, which I think there's a chance that he does, but if he's not showing that come week four, week five, I'm out because I don't think we're going to get consistent production. Here, here's where offense. I disagree is like, I don't think they were drafted as consistent producers. Like I, like any, any seasonal league that I did, enough. any seasonal league I did, like LaVisca was the highest drafted by the end. He was going like round seven or eight. Tark was, was about a round after that. And, you know, Jones back in like round 10, 11. So to me, like, you know, most of these guys, I'm always thinking about it from a best ball perspective. And it's more like, okay, I just, I just want guys that are going to give me, you know, five to six weeks throughout the season in, in seasonal. I think most of these guys were probably not drafted to be in starting lineups outside of deeper leagues. And in deeper leagues, I think they're still totally fine starts where, you know, if you're, if you're starting three wide receivers plus two or three flexes, probably not all those guys in your lineup are going to be super consistent. I mean, the thing I like to see so far is they're passing a ton. They're, they're first in the NFL in total pass rate. They're first in the NFL in situation neutral pass rate. Uh, and despite how bad they've looked, I mean, four, four of the six weeks have been useful for fantasy, both Marvin Jones weeks and then chart and Chenault week one, both got you at least 12 PPR points. So I, I think that things are, are not as bad as they seem. This, this team is going to be terrible. I still think for fantasy, uh, you're going to see a lot of weeks get salvaged and you're going to see more weeks that look like what well, we saw it in week one versus in week two. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for like an every week wide receiver two, you're not probably finding it in Jacksonville, but I don't know that necessarily that's what they were being drafted for. I'll, I'll go quick on mine. Uh, I, I hate this question because I, I just, I don't know. I think there's value everywhere depending on sort of what you need to see. But I, I guess the disappointing one to me would be Pittsburgh. They just look so bad. And these guys were drafted much higher. You know, all three of these uh, players were being drafted higher and redraft than even anyone from Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, Clay, like it's, it's hard because the usage has been good. Like, Claypool's usage has been really great. Maybe not in terms yeah. of the snaps, but when he's on the field, he's drawing a ton of targets. He's getting shots downfield. Hasn't amounted to anything because Ben looks, you know, more washed than a than a show car. And uh, Deontay's been fine. Now he's hurt. Solid, solid. Juju's basically being used as a tight end again. It's it's just really rough to me. I'm excited to see what happens this week without Deontay. But my fear is that yeah. they just might be bad. Like Deontay yeah. Johnson, for all of his flaws, you know is really good at separating in the intermediate areas of the field. 
We haven't seen Claypool play that role. Maybe that's something you can do. Maybe not. Juju, we know, has always struggled with that against man coverage. So I'm not sure that they have that man-beater, chain-mover type without Deontay. And, and so this offense might even just get worse. It's just it's it's a little bit scary to me for three guys that had a lot of draft capital invested in them. I was willing to be open to Ben Roethlisberger improving from last year, his second year away from that shoulder surgery, but he frankly looks worse. Uh, he looks like he's teetering on the brink of disaster. Yeah, he looks he looks bad, bad. Yeah, that that whole offense. I'm not worried. Let, let's. I'll say this. I am not worried about the Steelers when it comes to the Ravens playing them. I mean, their defensive, the backside on their defense looks very, very vulnerable. And it just, if you can hold up to the pass rush and shut down three yard routes and just gang tackle Najee, I think this is why what Billy said all off season about there not being a rookie RB one when everyone mm-hmm. thought Najee was a lock. I, I think you're going to be right here. So that's going to be our threes company. Look, we're going to tweet these out. That was a lot of info there, but we, uh, look, we uh we're gonna post them up there and see see which ones we're gonna run a little contest running up to uh Sunday. Look, that's gonna be it for the meat of the show. We're gonna take just one hot second. We're gonna come back. We're gonna update you with the contest oh that we run. What? What? Oh, I'm just excited for what's coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you are. We're gonna update you on how the contest has been going for everyone, and then after that. Uh, we're going to give you our, our locked-in picks for this week, okay? So sit tight. We're going to come back and do this real quick so we can get Jacob uh, into his Uber on time. All right, let's go. Oh boy, Look, oh every boy. week <laughs> – fuck off, Billy. Look, every <laughs> week uh, – uh, we all pick a, a quarterback outside of the top 15, a running back outside of the top 18, wide receiver out of the top 24, and a tight end outside of the top eight. I figure out the rules finally. And uh, we pick <laughs> which one of the, you know, we each pick a team in this sense and then tally up the total points and see who's victor. Right now, the score is leaning heavily in Billy's favor. He has beaten Jacob and I in back to back weeks. He's 2 0 uh, 0. Last week, he had, he had, Great calls with Big Ben Hunt. Clinton. Not really. <laughs> Basically, Tanyan uh, won him. Jacob went Mac, Edmonds, Jarvis, and Higby. I went Winston, Wolf, Javante, Wolf, and then Sutton. Uh, I need Big to stop. Boyden. I need to stop picking players that get injured in the first quarter. Yeah. Hey, like, I, I, I was, week I was feeding you Julio before Jar- last week. Jarvis yeah. in week two. Like this is this is getting really gross here. Just watch just out for who Jacob. Bug. Watch out who uh, who Jacob picks because they might get hurt in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go last here. So Jacob, go first here. Uh, who are your picks for this week? Yeah. So do you want you want them all or do you want to go position by position? Let Let's do them all. Okay. And give so, a little reason why. Absolutely will do. So at the quarterback position, we just talked about it. I'm betting on the rebound. They're passing a ton. They're going to be in a big pace up game against Arizona, perpetually one of the fastest teams in the league. Uh, I expect this game to be a bit of a shootout. Arizona, West Coast team traveling east. The secondary, we know that it's gettable. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I think this is the week that they finally get it on track. If you're playing DFS, I I put out my piece. Uh, It's up now, the Pareto Principles for week three. And one of the contrarian plays I talked about was stacking Trevor Lawrence with two of Marvin Jones, LaVisca and Chark. Nobody's playing any of these guys this week, even though everybody's playing all the Cardinals, uh, you know, they're cheap. Right. They're going to be low owned and it'll let you do a lot of different things, attacking those big, big games with Chargers Chiefs and, and Rams Bucks. And then my second play just mentioned it Rams Bucks. I'm going with Lombardi, Lenny, Fournette. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if anyone saw the compilation of Ronald Jones' mistakes from week two, but my <laughs> word, he at one point he caught a pass and then he just ran out of bounds one yard in front of the first down marker. Thought he got a first down, so he like signaled the first down and was taunting it. Uh, and then he found out that he didn't get the first down, then got the carry on third and one. Had an open cut back up the middle, swung it outside, and got plowed by a linebacker for a two-yard loss. So yeah. it's uh, that's Rojo. Oh, and then he also got absolutely blown past on a pass-blocking missed assignment and got Brady almost killed. So I, I just don't think that we're going to see a lot of Rojo this week. Really high-stakes game. 
you know, this is potentially the NFC Championship preview. This game could potentially decide who gets to host the NFC Championship game. All right. If that's if fair. Rojo can't block Brady's butt, Tom is not going to let him be on the field. And right now, they yeah. trust Fournette more in these pass blocking situations. It's going to be a high scoring, high pace affair. I think Fournette's looking at 12 carries, five to six catches, maybe finally gets in the end zone. Then at the wide receiver position, uh, the guy that I'm going with, oh, geez. I forgot who I'm freaking going with. Do you have do you Jamar have Chase? Chief? Sorry, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah, T. Higgins uh, is apparently he's doubtful. Although the Bengals beat reporters said that they're doubting that he's doubtful. It's very interesting. Anyway, keep an eye on Higgins. Point is, Higgins either going to be limited probably, or he's not going to be playing. And so Jamar Chase is going to get to run those deep routes against the Pittsburgh secondary that just got victimized by Henry Ruggs. I think if Henry Ruggs can find some space behind this Pittsburgh secondary, I have no doubts whatsoever that Jamar Chase can. And then at the tight end position, Zach Ertz, he's on the COVID list. He's not playing this week. That means Dallas Goddard's season. We get it for just one week and one week only going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Billy was mentioning all about Jalen Hurts. I expect that they're going to have to throw a lot to keep pace in this game with the high-flying Dallas Cowboys attack. I think that they're they're going to be – Throwing it, they're going to be throwing some to Goddard at least, mixing him in there. I expect him to have a decent shot of the touchdown. So, all in all, we're going to go with quarterback, Lawrence, running back, Fournette, wide receiver, Chase, tight end, Dallas Goddard. Okay, not bad. I like it. I think you're going to put up some points this week. Billy. All right. Now, for my quarterback, I was originally going to have a long spiel about how I was ready to have my heart broken again by Daniel Jones. Because earlier on in the week, Daniel Jones was within the range outside the QB 15. Now he's currently listed as QB 12 on the week for going up against Atlanta. Uh, So I think I was on to something, but unfortunately he's no longer eligible. So with that in mind, I'm going to take Derek Carr. Because boy, oh boy. Does Miami look good right now? (laughs) Like, Derek Carr has the potential to just air out, throw three touchdowns early, get a big lead, and then they just run it with Josh Jacobs or more likely Peyton Barber at that point. Like, they're just going to feed him. Derek Carr is going to have his early passing down work, and we're going to be more than happy to have Derek Carr. And one of the best parts is he never lets you down, unlike Daniel Jones. So with that being yeah, said, he's going to put up two groin on the first drive. He's going to put up two points this week. Uh, next up, I'm going the same game at running back, but on the up opposite side of the ball. I'm taking Miles Gaskin. Look, that offensive line in Miami looks rough. It looks real rough. And to top it off, they got Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback this week. I think there's a situation where Gaskin is going to be getting some dump off work. He's good with that. And I think they need to rely on him a little bit more given what they've done last week. Even if that is just five more rushes, I think there's potential for him to get multiple more targets and produce this week going forward. Give me miles Gaskin at the running back position at wide receiver. I'm playing the same idea. Jacob had give me Devonta Smith. Once again, my week one hero, give me Devonta Smith against the Cowboys. He's going to torch them. What what a fun game. What a game to have Devonta Smith there. Oh, man. Can't and at tight end, that one on Monday night. Absolutely. That's going to be a great game. And at tight end, resident, you know, god of the pod, one of our favorite you players, Eric Ebron. our lord and savior himself, Gerald Everett. Yes. Rocking okay. out. Okay. They're playing Minnesota. My week um, one pick. Yep. I When you're playing tight end this far down in the tight end position, you're hoping for a touchdown. I think Gerald Everett's going to be sneaky. I think he always has that opportunity for a touchdown. And Minnesota just gave up a big game to Max Williams, Dosecki himself. Ravens led so, it, like, I I think we have a situation here where the entire NFC North – is going to be bad against tight ends. So, you know what? If they're playing the Packers, if they're playing the Lions, if they're playing the Vikings, I like my tight ends. And Kittle is an option this week, and neither is Mark Andrews. So, you know what? Give me my boy Gerald Everett playing Minnesota. 
Rock okay. and roll. Okay. I can dig that. Look, Billy's rolling out Carr, Gaskin, Devonta Smith, and Gerald Everett. Can't Y'all, argue with too many of those. I, I've moved. given my picks just quick. I've given my picks. I've got a duck out, but bless you, Tom. I already know who your picks are. They suck. You're <laughs> going to lose. We hate you. But otherwise, it's been a blast being on with you too. Follow me, FF underscore RTDB. But I quite quickly run. For everybody else, make sure to tune into Tom's picks. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Look, uh, we're going to do it this way here. Uh, we tried to get that all that in on time, but we couldn't make it happen. Uh, look, my picks are pretty oh, simple we're here, Billy. Time. He's just <laughs> leaving early. My, my, uh, yeah, my, my picks are pretty uh, straightforward here. Look, I'm not really worried about the Cleveland Browns defense uh, as much as I was. They kind of got beaten and tattered before weird, Tyrod Taylor went down. Weird situation. Very weird situation. But before Tyrod went down, they were getting chewed up by the Houston Texans. So I'm going to go Justin Fields as my quarterback uh, for this week. His rushing upside just really lets me lock him in if you have him play him. Running back is just as simple. It's Chase Edmonds, right? They're playing the Jaguars. They're terrible. I think the Cardinals are going to go up by a billion points early, and Chase Edmonds is going to see that work. The only way I see that backfiring is if this is where they're like, this is why we got James Conner, so we can yeah, run him up right. the middle for two yards of carry. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully Edmonds can score and help me catch up to Big Billy overall. Wide receiver, this is a super easy call for me. This is Hollywood Brown. Uh, the Ravens should make quick work of the Lions early, and then Goff will probably do his dinking and dunking and, and bring the Lions back a little bit. But for Hollywood Brown, this could be a very 2019 opener against the Dolphins situation. The Lions have arguably the worst secondary in the league now, thanks to injuries, and they weren't that great to begin with, if I'm being honest. Hollywood Brown can easily score two over the top as the, the, the Ravens try to work on their, you know, deep ball option in kind of like a live game practice scenario, right? So this is what I'm pro- I'm projecting there, Hollywood Brown for at least one score. And no Jarvis Landry means Austin Hooper should see more short targets with Odell Beckham coming back. So my tight end pick this week outside of the top eight is Austin Hooper. And it's going to be a super not exciting, very bad. Don't watch the game uh, script for Hooper and probably results, probably like a four catches for 35 yards. We're talking tight ends outside the top eight. So it's rough. I just need them to hopefully get into the end zone. They paid him a boatload of money and it's proving to be a gigantic mistake. So for me, it's Fields, Edmonds, Brown, and Hooper for this week's competition. Uh, I really hope I can take you down, Billy, because I'm sick of losing <laughs> to you in that corner. I'm sick of losing to you in the uh, the starts of the week. Uh, we yeah. really got to rebound here. I'm going to get myself going, a medal. Yeah, you're going Texas strong on Jacob and I right now and absolutely laying the lumber. So no mercy. We're, we're going to try to make it back. Look, we actually we we actually have uh, more time. So, uh, last comments. What are you excited for for the weekend? How are you liking doing uh, the the weekly review? Yeah, the review's been fun. Um, I really enjoy kind of condensing everything down into a few short uh, kind of talking points. Um, I've always been a huge fan of the late round pod with uh, Zacharyson. So doing something similar like that has been a very fun time. So you can always find that in your podcast feed, either Monday morning or Tuesday morning, depending on if my audio fucks up. So hopefully we'll be able to get it out Monday morning. It's going to be out earlier, but yeah, Billy's audio went really wally on us uh, for seemingly no reason. So we had to wait a day, but either way, man, we enjoyed having it 100%. So you can go and follow big uh, our our boy, Billy here, uh, big Billy FF over there on the bird app. He's going to be doing the weekly review every week. For the Full Tail Dynasty Podcast Network, I'm your host of the most time on his hands, Tom Simple FF. Look, if you're wondering what you can do to find a running back that's going to give you some real solid floor games and maybe even a few boom games with the way the system is running, I just wrote about a very affordable running back named James White, who seems to be creeping his way back into zero RB drafters' hearts with the game plan and their lack of pass-catching weapons and that Mac Jones just refuses to throw the ball uh anywhere near past 10 yards so 
James White is definitely a value. You can go find that at the dynastyvipers.com. It's also pinned at my bird at profile at Thomas Tipple FF. Go give that a read. Leave a comment. You know, yell at me. Tell me why I'm the worst. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about it because that's what we do. And as I always like to say here on the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast is, look, be kind. Be nice to one another. Always look out for each other. As I mentioned before, I'm lucky to even be here this week. Um, it was almost it for me earlier this week. So I'm here. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for my mates. And uh, look, there's four shows on the Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast Network, right? We kick off the week with Tom Lee and I over at the Fantasy Walkabout. That's on Tuesday nights. Then you see, uh, oh, sorry, Billy kicks us off with the review, technically. Uh, leading if us I can get week. my audio out. At if the right we can time. get the audio, Billy kicks us off every week with Billy's review. Then the Fantasy Walkabout with myself and Tom Lee. Then it's me and the boys here. Uh, the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. And then, look, Jacob does no free squares. DFS slate show. Fantastic. He crushes it every Saturday night. It, it goes well with his Pareto Principle articles over there for, for <laughs> Player Profiler. Look, four shows of the Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast Network. And in those shows, you have an opportunity to win rookie cards. Right? So if you're paying attention week to week, uh, this, this one right here is not going to be one this Tuesday. It'll be one next Tuesday. We're making this a two-weeker after we gave away Antonio Gibson and Jalen Hurts. This week we're doing Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, after his big blow-up game against the Rams here. So Michael Pittman Jr. rookie card, this is how you win. It's real simple. You follow any one of the guys here at the Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast. You leave a comment on any one of our posts. Send us a DM uh, on why you are a Michael Pittman fan or why you hope that he succeeds or fails. doesn't matter. We're going to pick the best one. If you want to automatically enter, you go to fulltiltdynasty.com. Leave a comment in the forums when it's posted to be able to. And guess what? You automatically move on to the list to win uh, the Michael Pittman Jr. rookie card. And look, we're starting with cards. We're going to move on. Maybe once we once we go through all of our cards, maybe it's a helmet. Maybe it's a jersey. We don't know. We're figuring it out. We're, we're going to do we, it. We, appreciate. we don't know either. Yeah, exactly. We know. definitely. I have know. no idea. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of I, I mostly come up with a lot of the stuff on the fly here when we do it. So these guys are kind of in the dark uh, half the time until I go, hey, by the way, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> so look, we like to keep it wild. We we have a good time here, and we we appreciate everyone for for hanging in and making it uh, what it is right now. So we're happy we're able to do it. So look, remember that you got to be kind to people, be nice, be good people. We love you. Remember that clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, and that the best days are always spent tilting. Good night, everybody. Seriously, much love. work in teams who wants to be my spotter i don't think you should be doing too much gambling tonight alan gambling who say anything about gambling it's not gambling when you know you're going to win <laughs>